Hi you guys, welcome to episode 7 of Vibing in Valentino. I am hype for this week's guest. I've been seriously like obsessed with her and her lifestyle brand for a while now. So I'm just so excited to have her on and talk to me about all the girly fun things. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about my weekly weakness and my favorite product of the week that I am obsessed with. Okay, I know I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this brand, but you can find it at Sephora. That's where I got it. It's the Sol de Janeiro. I know I'm saying that all wrong, you guys. Okay, but you know that brand. They're famous for their like bum bum cream or like whatever, boom boom cream. I don't even know how to say that. But they have this sunscreen oil that is so good. And it is shimmery. It smells bomb. It smells like vanilla and like the tropics pretty much. And it is SPF 30. So I talked about this in episode two, how I'm like a big sunscreen freak, but I'm pretty much like, I'm really good at putting sunscreen in my face, not so much my body. And lately I've been tanning so much that I don't even want to risk any like additional sun exposure. I know that sounds like a little bit weird because like girl, you're tanning, like you're laying out and cooking when i'm doing that i like take the actual like precautions you know but when it's just like day to day i don't use sunscreen in my body and i feel like i really need to start and this oil is so shimmery and smells so good and i kind of just like to put it on even when it's like not sunny outside just because it's bomb it's so good so i'm gonna link the <laughs> i'm gonna try to say it again sol de janeiro boom boom soul oil it's going to go up on the Amazon link in the show notes below. And you guys can also find previously mentioned products and all that other fun stuff in the link below as well from old episodes. And let's introduce our guest of the week. You guys can catch our guest this week on E's reality TV show, Very Cavallari. She is a wardrobe director, hairstylist, and makeup artist to country music's biggest stars, such as Dirk Bentley, Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, the cast of Nashville and ABC, and the huge music networks such as CMT and Billboard. Basically, she knows her shit when it comes to looking good, you guys. She also runs a lifestyle brand and podcast, both named Velvet's Edge. I am obsessed with her brand, and she is also literally just a gorgeous, well-dressed bombshell. Kelly Henderson, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Wow, that was such a nice intro. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be talking to you. Me too. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started styling and grooming country music's biggest stars? You know, everything that's happened in my career has sort of been accidental, but I've always been just really, really obsessed with style and beauty. I used to watch red carpets religiously as a kid, so I think I was drawn to it without really knowing it, Mm. and I somehow found my way into the right avenue. That's so cool. Yeah. You basically turned your passion into such a lucrative thing. Yeah, I think any time that I, in my life, that I've found something I'm super passionate about, I just can't help myself but to chase after it. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to Nashville, it just became really obvious to me that that's what I wanted to do, and I just went after it. Yeah. Was fashion and beauty always your thing, like ever since you were little, ever since you were watching red carpets and stuff like that? How did you realize that you could really turn this into a, a career? You know, that I didn't really know that you could. I knew, obviously, that there was someone doing all of the things on a red carpet. Mm -hmm. But I grew up in Louisiana and just like a very nine to five kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And so 
I never, it never dawned on me. I ended up going to college and I got a PR degree and just thought that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, but luckily when I moved to Nashville, there's just such a market here for that. And it just really opened my eyes to all the things that you can do style wise or beauty wise, just as a career, you know, you went to LSU, right? I did go Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I had that same kind of nine to five mindset too. And I think it was just something that my parents taught in me, like, you need to find an office job with benefits and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. You're just like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I felt super boxed in. And then I tried to work in an office when I first moved here and Mm -hmm. I am too ADD. I just could not do it. Yeah. So all respect to people who do. I am not wired that way. So. Luckily, I've been able to find another creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's so great because now what your work is like a bunch of traveling and you get to see the world. Yeah, no day is the same, which works really well with my brand. I think it would be super overwhelming to some people. But uh-huh. for me, it just keeps it interesting. There's always a new new exciting thing happening and also new challenges which are you know i like to work through this kind of things i'm kind of like a problem solver yeah so um, it keeps it interesting (laughs) definitely keeps me on my toes for sure (laughs) and you're so creative i was actually listening to the episode you just put up i think it was the aura episode oh yeah Yeah. Um, it was fascinating to have my aura read I really want to try it now because I was listening to it and I was like, I wonder what color my aura is. I was like, maybe I'm right. purple like Kelly because we both have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so interesting. And I, I mean, I think that probably sounds a little hokey to some people, but yeah. the more I've gotten into that, I have, a, so I have a psychic here as well that, you know, I mean, there's some stuff you can't fully like put your weight into it but it's just so interesting and I just look at it as an experience to learn more about myself and my personality yeah and the people around you sometimes totally it helps me learn how to deal in relationships yeah do you watch tarot readings on YouTube at all I don't tell me more oh my (laughs) god oh my god I've been obsessed with it so you literally just go on YouTube and you google like I'm a Leo so yeah. I was Googling like a Leo June 2019 reading and it's like a bunch of these tarot readers on YouTube, Kelly, and they pull out these cards and they like tell you how you feel. So let's say you're like dating somebody and you have somebody in mind. They tell you how you feel about the person, how the person feels about you, like things that they like want to say to you, but they can't they describe your whole situation. It's crazy. Was it accurate? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Some readers are more accurate than others, I've found. Yeah. Yeah, but when it's accurate, and they they tell you the sign, they'll be like, oh, you're dealing with, like, a cancer right now, or, like, a Scorpio, and then you'll be like, oh, what? yes, yes. I guess we know what I'm doing with my afternoon. <laughs> On YouTube, <girl>. Right. <laughs> Actually, you know what, I gotta go. I'm, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm gonna go watch my tarot reading. <laughs> no, and then it becomes, like, this black hole of just, like, you find other readers and you're just watching it. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. So good. So cool. So, okay, can you dish a little? Give us a little bit of tea. What was, like, your most difficult red carpet or anything, any job? Oh, God. Um, You know, I've been so lucky 
to have really, really great clients mm-hmm. that are easy to work with. So, so nice. I don't have a story where it was just like I dealt with some diva and they were so terrible. And I've definitely been in situations where, you know, with Dirks, we shot his Burning Man video in uh, Joshua Tree in the mm-hmm. middle of July last oh year. And it was, I don't even know, 120 degrees in the desert. I'm like melting so brutal. Yes. And when you're trying to make someone look good, it's and it's not that really heat? ideal to be yeah, super hot, windy. It was so <laughs> to see the video now and go, okay, he still looks cute. I mean, luckily for me, he's a hot guy, so that, that works yeah. in my favor. But, <laughs> you don't have to do too much. You know, yeah, it's been stuff like that where it's conditions are difficult or weather and you're still just trying to make everyone beautiful and that can get tricky sometimes you have to have a lot of tricks up your sleeves yeah oh my gosh what did you do like at least the majority of your client base is male right I've really kind of developed my own niche in Nashville of just grooming which Mm -hmm. is you know what they call men's hair and makeup I guess you would say and so it's been great because yeah there's a lot of things that I get to avoid with not dealing with girls as much um and so really with a guy, you're just trying to make them look their best. But, you know, these guys, they travel so much. Mm-hmm. They drink on the road. They're just, they're not sleeping very much. So yeah. it's more about making them look like their best self and not like they slept two hours on the bus the night before with right, red right. eyes and no no haircuts or beard shape. You know, it's right. just it's putting them together. Yeah. <laughs> But with girls, I think it's so different. You got to put in like those extensions, girl. Right. Eyelashes. All the glam. Yeah, the foundation on thick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine having foundation on in like Joshua Tree in the middle of July. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was kind of over me, like touching him up by the end of the day. To say <laughs> like the least. Melting. <laughs> Basically. Melting, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like the ultimate favorite client, or is there like the longest standing client? I mean, I've been with Dirks for 10 years now, so, you know, oh he's gosh. become, like, family to me. I'm yeah. really close to his wife and his kids and his management team. Like, yeah, we yeah. all just become this really big family, so it's hard for me not to, like, you know, he's my OG. Yeah, so, it's like your day one. Day one, right. Um, but I love all my clients. I've been working a lot recently with Bobby Bones, who was a big mm. DJ here in Nashville. He just wanted to dancing with the stars, and... You know, he's been great to me. I mean, Jason, all of them. They're yeah. really, really, I've, I've lucked out in the client department for yeah. sure. That sounds so cool. Have you ever thought about, like, expanding to, like, L.A.? I know you come out here probably award season, right? Yeah, well, I, do, I travel when my clients go, and I've thought about it for sure. I think at this point in my career, I'm just pretty established in Nashville, and yeah. it feels like it would be a little bit starting over, yeah, and I'm you. really focused on building velvet's edge my own brand so i feel you on that i think i'm set for now yeah (laughs) it's so much more comforting to expand your own realm when you're at home when you're in a city exactly yeah yeah and i'm from the south so nashville's a really good mix for me you know it's got the entertainment industry and the music Mm -hmm. industry and that's exciting but it's still a southern based town and there's just a lot of like home feelings and it would be a great place to raise a family and you know just stuff like that I feel you yeah Yeah. Um, speaking of Velvet's Edge I'm so obsessed with it thank you it started as a blog right and now it's just expanded into like podcasts and merch yeah it's been crazy because 
I started it after a breakup and just needed a hobby, to be quite honest. No. So, and you know, with the green. Kelly, really? Dead serious, yeah. I did not know that's how you started your brand. Yes. Oh I just was, I was kind of wanting a creative outlet, too, because, like I said, I do a lot of grooming, which is men, which, you yeah. know, it can get a little monotonous and mm-hmm. not as quite as creative as I wanted. So, yeah. You're just kind of like, which wash jeans do we want to Right. Wear? Like, which way do you want me to shave your beard today? Like, it's just, you know, like, it's so so great. But, um, yeah, I needed a creative outlet. So it started that way, and it's since evolved into something totally different than I expected. But it's been awesome, and I'm just kind of riding the wave right now. I'm trying to take, you know, seeing what the next steps are. And since the show's... It's really taken off, Yeah, since Very Cavalieri started, it's been even more exposure, so... yeah. But your content is crazy good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Insanely good. How did you manage to differentiate it from like all the other lifestyle brands out there? Yeah. You have a very different feel to yours and I can't even put my finger on it. Well, I think that has been something that's happened in the last couple of years because it is so oversaturated now, you know, especially like mm-hmm. everyone is a blogger, especially yeah, here in Nashville. So it's, you know, any girl I meet is like, oh, I'm a blogger too. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so LA everybody. too. Everybody's yes. a blogger and influencer. Yeah. And so I just decided, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be just another blogger. Like, what can I do to make this different? And it's kind of turned into, I don't know. I mean, my friends all describe me as like, they're like, I go to you from, it's the cool girl's guide. So I've adopted yeah. that as the saying. And um, I really focus on owning yourself and finding your own path. Like, I don't want to tell yeah. everyone what to wear all the time. I talk about what I wear, but I want yeah. people to, you know, make their own spin and yeah, and do what's their style and own themselves. I think that's more of yeah. my goal. And so that's what people have attached to. So maybe that's where it feels a little different. Like, I don't feel like I am some expert or know the answer for everybody, but mm-hmm. I want to help people get to know themselves and like the styles yeah. they love and, you know, grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a source of inspiration almost rather than like a strict like guide of this is what you should wear. This is what you should do. It's yeah. just more so, like you can catch your own vibe from your lifestyle brand, which is nice. Yeah. It's not pushy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is just not my personality. So, I've never, I'm not salesy at all. Like, I cannot do it. (laughs) I've tried. I'm like, on me too. Yeah. I mean, you see other bloggers, and that's that's kind of the MO, you know, is selling everything all the time. And I just (laughs) felt disgusting. So, I just decided to make it. Still, my career. You can buy it if you want, but you don't. Yeah, I mean, I love it if you do. That's awesome. And I think for me, it's because people know I'm not trying to sell them. I'm just talking about stuff that I like. It's drawn a lot more people into that, you know. Yeah, because it's so real. I mean, girl, you do like those outfit posts from each episode of Very Cavalry. Oh my God. I'm just like, look at her. She's so cute. She's really giving us all the details. Thank you. It's so cute. And um, you you do like your workouts, your travel. Mm -hmm. It's basically everything. Yeah. You do like guides to different cities too. Yeah. Different guides to different cities of places I like because I get to travel a lot with work. And, you know, I'm really conscious about the food I eat and just being Mm -hmm. clean in general like natural makeup and beauty routines and all of that stuff so I really focus on everything it's totally a lifestyle brand at this point but um yeah I don't know we'll see what ends up where it ends up growing because now I have the podcast I'm so excited yeah I'm so I know I'm so excited to see everything grow how did you decide to even like start a podcast from it 
You know, that was something that I was approached about um, from iHeart Media and actually my mm-hmm. client, Bobby Bones, he started a network called the Nashville Podcast Network. And oh. yeah, so he had, I had Velvet's Edge at that point and he thought that it would just make a great expansion into a podcast. So yeah. we tried it out. I was scared shitless, to be quite honest. Really? <laughs> yes, I've never <laughs> done anything like this. So I, I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing when I first started. And he just told yeah. me, you have to just start. Just start doing it and I did and you learn as you go and it's been so 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 much fun for me like it's basically my favorite thing that I get to do work wise now and it's so interesting to get to talk I mean basically what I do is I find people who I'm fascinated with and just go after all the questions I want to (laughs) know that's exactly what I'm doing yeah <laughs> I'm kind of just like this is like what I really want to know right. <laughs> I'm hoping other people want to know yeah I think that that's true though I think that's with everything it's if I'm yeah. interested in it there's gonna be someone else who is yeah. so it's just about doing it and putting it out there yeah and I feel like with things like content creation if you just gotta bite the bullet and do it totally because if you don't this field changes so fast mm-hmm. it's like somebody is going to be doing something you thought about yesterday oh yeah and I'm such a perfectionist so I want to get everything set before I put it out there and none of this works you kind of have to do it and then you say oh that didn't work this did work and you figure it out yeah but it's constantly changing like you said and so you can't really be a perfectionist about it you just have to do it roll with the punches at this point yep you can tell there's so much work being put behind it. Has content creation become basically like another full-time job for you? Yeah, it really has. I mean, I have a team now that helps me, and um, that is definitely a need of mine because I still am on set, obviously, and working with my mm-hmm. clients. So yeah. it got to the point where I just could not keep up on my own. So I'm yeah. lucky enough to have some great girls that help me out with that kind of stuff. But it's really a collaborative effort. You know, it's all written in my voice. So yeah. I can't obviously just check out I gotta be very involved so right yeah it's it's a full-time job but it's my baby so I just am really into doing it and I can't imagine not Not doing yeah 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 it doesn't feel like work but you write all your own blog posts though I do Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah it's time (laughs) yeah yeah do you do you plan your content do you have like a schedule for content at we all, do, yeah. Like I sit down with my assistants at the beginning of the month, and we put together a calendar mm-hmm. of the posts we're going to do that that month. And they help me to do the research and you know find some the style stuff we work on together, yeah. or set up the video shoots that I do for the tutorials or you know the photo yeah. shoots we do. So they help with all of that, and then we put it together in the blog, and I write the post. But yeah, oh, it, it has amazing. to be planned out for me because my schedule's so erratic that it mm-hmm. wouldn't work otherwise. Yeah, you have to have like a clear schedule for content. Exactly. And I, I've done a lot of research into this field and like I think that's pretty much kind of on par with what everybody has to do. Yeah. Even with Instagram, like you have to find a cohesive look mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? You can't just do like one post and then one post. You gotta no. think like maybe like a set of three at a time or like six right. at a time. Yeah. Yeah, even Instagram is so thought out. I mean, everyone kinda has their own aesthetic now and mm-hmm. so you really wanna stay true to that and true to what your brand's look is, you know, and yeah. that's a I've evolved over the years and then I also get bored really easily, so I wanna change uh. it, but 
yeah, you try to still say, like, I want people to be scrolling through and know when they see a Velvet Satch post, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love your Hey It's Okay Instagram posts, by the way. <laughs> They're so cute. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. And it's so relatable. Right. I mean, I guess that kind of goes along with my whole brand of just I can't act like I have all my shit figured out all the time because I just mm-hmm. don't, you know? And so I think Instagram and social media sometimes gets really tricky because – everyone's putting their best foot forward and it's just when you look at other people's lives you're like god you know you start to do the comparison game and I'm like listen I can't do this anymore I am just I mean we all have our shit right so let's laugh about it and let ourselves off the hook a little bit and hey it's okay (laughs) yeah it's not a big deal we'll be okay (laughs) yes you're still great and you still have your shit figured out and as much as everyone else you know that's the one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is nobody really has it all figured out we're all just figuring out as we go so I just decided I'm gonna start talking about that I love that because especially Instagram oh my god everybody looks like they have their lives figured out totally and you're just kind of like um maybe I'm doing something wrong (laughs) (laughs) maybe not I'm not quite sure (laughs) yeah I think it's about time we all just you know jigs up nobody has it figured out and let's just own it (laughs) please let's just let's start that movement kelly yeah i'm on it (laughs) (laughs) okay would it be right if i didn't ask you a little bit about the show how was your experience filming was it everything you expected it to be or i mean i don't think i knew what to expect so i can't really say yes to that but it's just i mean for me obviously Kristen's just been one of my best friends for over seven years now so when the show happened, at first she just thought it was going to be her and um, the girls at the office. Like, mm-hmm. It was going to be Uncommon James focused. And the yeah. more they got into filming, they just realized that they wanted to do a lot more of, you know, Kristen's life. So right. they brought me in and I am just always, I'm kind of a yes person. Like I'll, I'll try something once for right, sure. Right, so I thought, right. why not? I'll give it a go. And it's been a blast. I mean, it, it's fun for us because we get to spend more time together. Mm-hmm. We both have such crazy schedules. So it gives us you know, the opportunity to go through life in a totally different way than I have with any other friend. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool, though. It's, yeah, been, it's, it's like been an adventure. Really fun for us. Because you are such a big part of her life. I assume that if they didn't put you on, it would be weird. Yeah, I think it's cool. Even when I watch back, I see a different side of her with me and with her friends mm-hmm. than we get to see with her at work or with yeah. Jay. So I do see why they wanted that because yeah. she is such a fun and outgoing and like hilarious person. Which yeah. I'm super everyone gets to see that side of her with us as our friends. Your guys' friendship is so cute. It's like friendship goals, <laughs> literally. she's like living she's like living through you it's great oh my god i know the dating dating yeah (laughs) i really admire you for putting your dating and love life on tv though like it's such a relatable story yeah that's something like i'm in my 30s dating and you know it's like when you're in your 20s everyone talks about it and then you get in your 30s and it is hard it is so so hard And nobody talks about it. So then you just feel so isolated. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody struggles. It's getting really ridiculous, the dating scene. It really is. The what thing? The dating scene. Yeah, it's it's rough out there. It's definitely hard out there for a pimp, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, 
don't you think that your work though is so intimidating to me like you're surrounded by music stars all day long yeah. and then now you're like filming i feel like guys are like what am i gonna where do i even begin to like impress yeah. you like how it's definitely caused problems in past relationships for me and it's been difficult in dating because i think you're exactly right guys I mean, I have guys tell me all the time it's super intimidating, but then yeah. I just know they're not my guy because, you know, I want somebody right. who's confident in their own skin and who wants to support me and build me up and thinks that what I'm doing is badass versus yeah. scary. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. there's one out there who can there's handle gotta it. Be. There's <laughs> got to be. Has Jay set you up on any any dates? He probably You know, right. Jay took the big matchmaker game, but he has not officially <laughs> set me up on dates. Oh, my so, God. I know. He likes, he does, Slacking. He does um, screen guys for me, though. Like, very okay. quickly, he will say, uh-uh, that guy's a douchebag yeah. or this guy's cool. You know, he's, yeah. he's one of my reinforcements I like to call in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> send him the instagram page and be like off of these pictures oh totally <laughs> what do you think <laughs> oh i hate when guys have too many like topless post gym pictures of themselves oh, I'm out, if that's oh the case. i know I'm not like, my thing what is your other deal breaker oh god um other deal breaker i mean to me it's like i have to know from the beginning that you're honest and no. not a cheater just because of some no. past stuff i've been through so yeah if i feel like from the out of the gate i can't trust you like i gotta go yeah yeah on your show you opened up about that too about um, I did your ex in college right yes well it wasn't actually in college it was in my 20s but oh, okay yeah he knew jay from college so like, got it oh mm-hmm. that's how you guys met yes Oh, it's rough. I think just yeah. dating athletes in general, Kelly, have you dated like another athlete since? You know, I haven't dated um, many athletes, but I've definitely dated in the music industry. And yeah. I think that it can be a similar it is deal. Yeah, when but it's also like, yeah, I also don't know if you can make it so generic. You know, I think there's definitely certain careers that it happens more in just because mm-hmm. of the availability but i feel like if a guy's gonna cheat he's gonna cheat or if a girl's gonna cheat i mean they're yeah. gonna cheat they'll find a way so yeah for me i've tried to focus more on the actual person versus the career because yeah it can happen to anyone anywhere it really could if yeah. like an accountant is gonna cheat he's gonna cheat uh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think with like certain careers though when they're so in the spotlight Mm-hmm. You gotta really be trusting. Oh yeah, I, mean, I see this a lot in my industry. Obviously, yeah. it's just there's girls everywhere, and yeah. they're they don't care if you're married. They're willing to do whatever it takes to be with right. certain people, and it's just sad. But I mean, that's just when you have to trust your person and mm-hmm. know you know that you guys are in a committed place, and yeah. it doesn't matter what is off yeah. with their way. Yeah, that's when communication gets really key exactly yeah i agree with that yeah yeah have you talked to the canadian and in season two you dated some model right <laughs> okay well <laughs> to answer the first part oddly enough the canadian texted me this week <laughs> and i haven't talked to him quite some time he was in nashville i mean we're like it's fine we left on such good terms you know yeah. it's just he's a lot younger than me and he lives in canada so yeah. like, just it just honey. ultimately did not seem like the best match long term mm. but yeah. um 
Yeah, there was a model that my friend Chewy, we call him Chewy, his name's Mark Block, but he tried to hook me up with, and he was a very good-looking guy, um, but I think as people saw on the show, just pretty into himself, I think, yeah, or, uh, I, I don't know, he probably was nervous, too, I mean, I hate to judge that quickly, but there was just no connection for yeah. us at all, and I think he would say the same, to be quite honest, so. Yeah, you were like, oh. <laughs> That was the case where I was like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't believe the canadian reached out round two for <laughs> kelly and the canadian <laughs> oh my god the canadian i know it's like uh, people from canada too are always like oh my god are you still dating the canadian <laughs> i have a whole like i feel like i have some people in canada from i know experience <laughs> <laughs> I know there are total fan clubs of you guys now. <laughs> it's funny because nobody like we heard his real name. I think one time, and then everybody calls him the Canadian. The funniest part is that Jay was recently in Toronto, and I think someone said something to him like, "Oh, I know Matt," and he was like, "Who?" And they go, "The Canadian." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Okay. Yeah, nobody knows his real name. <laughs> Do you guys, oh I th- uh, Kristen and I do that with every, uh, that's like I a thing in our names. friend group. Any guy that we're dating, we kind of nickname until, yeah. until it's like super serious. I don't yeah. know what that is, but. Oh my God. We yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Me and my girls. I've had, um, eyebrows and head. Oh, wow. Yeah. His, <laughs> his eyebrows are mad Archie. Like they're like pointy to so sky oh high. So he always like looked surprised, you know? So I was like, we're going to call him eyebrow. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> I was like, hmm, are you like, are you like wondering about something? Are you surprised? Yeah. Shocked? Is that just your yeah. face? <laughs> Too much Botox. <laughs> so on the show as well, you showed us the process of going through with freezing your eggs. Mm-hmm. I cried a little at the episode Aww, because thanks. the results weren't quite what you expected. No, they weren't. Yeah. And this is a topic that I think <clears throat> is becoming so much more common in women and then you know we're not the generation that like we're not like our parents or our grandparents age have kids at like 20 anymore and many of us are single into our early and mid-30s and you wrote a very very informative blog post about the realities of freezing your eggs yeah but how has that journey been for you since um, well, it's still ongoing, and mm-hmm. you'll see a lot more of that on season three. We're talking a lot about that with filming, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, the the appointment that you guys saw in season two, that was super hard, you know? Yeah. I, you go, I think the whole process is difficult. It's difficult to make that decision. I never yeah. thought I would be in this place in my life where I was deciding something like that on my mm-hmm. own, you know? I've, always kind of in that girl that's had a boyfriend or I just thought, I don't know. I just never thought that I would get here. Yeah. But my career did become really important to me. And also just the broken engagement, everything. Mm -hmm. It just put my timeline on a little bit of a different path. So it is something I've always wanted and I want to keep my options open. You know, I don't want to just get in a relationship to have a kid that's the right. wrong relationship so yeah, that's not the good foundation for whatever exactly yeah. yeah but I think you know this is another thing that I've learned is a lot of women are going through this in their 30s now yeah. and the 
timelines are different for a lot of us because of mm-hmm. the way things have changed with women working and their careers being so important to them. So right. again, it's something I just wanted to start talking about because I felt super isolated. And then the more yeah. I started talking about it, I found out it's really common. And a yeah. lot of my friends have either already done it or are going thinking to do it or thinking it. about the same yeah. thing. And so I just wanted to put it out there and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of talk, start talking about even the fertility issues part of it because yeah. it can be super, super isolating. So, yeah, um, yeah I did do a post on velvetsedge.com about it because the first appointment I went to overwhelmed the shit out of me. Just all the information they throw at you and the doctors are, I think they kind of have to give you a worst case scenario. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to put the information in one place so people could yeah. go and like, wrap their minds around it because I know for me once I did I could calm down and I think it's one of those situations where knowledge is power so you need to know what you're dealing with yeah you do the worst case scenario would be if you didn't have enough right to freeze or is that what it is yeah I mean there the deal with the freezing your eggs thing is there's really no guarantees. So uh, you go through this process, you do these shots, you, it's a full surgery. I mean, you get put under and all of that, which I didn't know that. I don't know if that's just ignorance or what, but I wasn't aware that it was that big of a procedure. So. Right, right. I don't think anybody would really expect it to be that big of a procedure. Right. Yeah. And so then you obviously I don't even want... know what I would think. I asked would have been like, oh, they just suck your eggs <laughs> Yeah, like, I thought you just go into the doctor's office, it's a quick procedure, and you, like, walk right back out. Oh, so it's not It's not, I mean, it's not, I don't, I I know that it's definitely doable, and a lot of women do it now, so, you know, it's just, I think it's about deciding what's important for you, or if it's Mm -hmm. worth it for you, but every cycle, every month is different, so, you know, you go in and you hope for the best, and hopefully you only have to do it once, and you get the amount that you want, but... Yeah, there's, I mean, all the information is in that post, mm-hmm. and it's it's a really good read yeah. if anyone it's, is. It's a good read. It's a good read. Yeah, if anyone's sure. thinking about this or has questions or, you know, yeah. going through that process. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm excited to see season three and see how that unfolds Me for you. Too. Yeah. Thank you. What are your top five beauty, fashion, wellness tips for females? Oh, God. Top five. Um, you know, this kind of goes back to I don't think there's one size fits all kind of thing mm-hmm. so I would just say I think it's really important to get to know yourself and for me I always find inspiration on you know, Instagram or Pinterest and I find different types of things I like and see what I'm drawn to and then I kind of create my style from that so it's like mm-hmm. get to know yourself and see what you're drawn to and what you want your style to be mm-hmm. um also like super important for body types would be just figuring out what fits you best and go with that there's constantly new trends coming out of course but Mm -hmm. um I don't think you have to lean into all of them like find the trends that work on your body type and go with that um for sure what else you know what I think is really important for beauty or fashion would just be working on your insides like it's so cheesy to say you know confidence exudes or that really shines through but I think that's true I think if you feel confident and good in your own skin that's probably the number one beauty tip I could give anyone just own it you know you gotta own who you are yeah and what you bring to the table there's no other you so yeah how would you describe your style god I get this question a lot and I don't know (laughs) it's very very Kelly like I don't even know how to say it (laughs) 
That's so you're very well put thing. together. Thank you. I mean, I def, you know, I love to mix vintage and current. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm working on for Velvet's Edge is some vintage stuff that I can put out there because I think I wear that a lot and people are always like where do I get that and obviously if it's vintage it's one of a kind so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of working on incorporating that more into my brand and um, yeah like I I think it's a cool deal with vintage because no one else is gonna have it it's also got a story which I'm super drawn to you know it's been somewhere else before which is cool so then mixing that with either a current trend or something kind of just cool and edgy always feels Mm -hmm. the most like my style yeah do you think that um there are certain things that you would spend a lot more money on than others yeah I mean for me yes like I I've started this new thing where I'm spending more money on shoes because I think if you have a really great pair of shoes you can kind of mix in some lower priced pieces Mm -hmm. and it still makes a really chic outfit. Yeah, for sure. But my like clothes are where is where I spend my money. You know, some people, <laughs> they, you know, people have different things. But mine <laughs> is clothes, so that's I don't know. That's what I will always be fine with spending a little extra for. Yeah, yeah, like a well cut, well fitting item. Well, it's all about the fit with everything. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. something fits well, it's you know usually well made. It's going to last a long time. Yeah. And, I can justify things in my head that way, like, oh, I had this for five years, and then I, like, divide up how much it costs over five years. Yeah, and then you're just like, it's only, like, $2 per (laughs) week. Totally. It was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, our show, we do a segment every week, and it's called Weekly Weakness, so it's your current, like, favorite product, TV show, song, anything in the world. Do you have Okay. Anything Um, you're obsessed with. Yeah, so I'm late to the Game of Thrones game, but I have been binge watching it, and I'm oh, on really? season six, and I'm so sickly obsessed. It is just, it's like it's taking so over my good. life. I can't stop. It's so good. It's so good. Who's your favorite character? Oh, God, I'm so attached to all of them. I can't say what I would say right now, because it would give away part of the storyline, I feel like, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's so great about the show. I think this their character development is so off the charts that you really get attached to each person, you know, yeah. or you, like, hate them so much. Like, yeah. my emotions for all the characters are so intense, <laughs> which makes me feel pathetic because it's a TV show. But <laughs> that, they're doing something right, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I hated um, – you're on season six, so I think it's – I hated um, – what is his name? The little bratty little prince – the House of Lannister. Oh, Lester. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What when he died, it made Prince my Joffrey. day. Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Nicole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not for me, but for people Spoiler who alert. I will put a warning on the show yeah. notes, okay? <laughs> I spoil season, like, three or four. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap up the show, where can everybody find you? Do you have any new projects coming up? Yeah, so obviously on Instagram, I'm at Velvet's Edge, which is my brand name, and um, you can follow that, and then that's where I post about what you can find on the blog or the the website, which is velvetsedge.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have multiple posts a week that go up. It's fashion, beauty, style so tips, great, lifestyle tips, just all of it. And then the podcast, you can listen to it on 
iHeartMedia, iTunes, uh, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it's also the name Velvet's Edge. Yeah. So that'll keep going. I do have some really cool stuff coming up with that, with the oh, podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't fully disclose all of it yet. Okay. okay. A little <laughs> but secret. Be on the lookout because there's going to be <laughs> just some more really cool interviews coming up. And then also a new extension of that that's going to be awesome. Also, I'm working on the vintage stuff for yeah. velvetsedge.com, and I'm hoping to have that up by the fall. So, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Know, it's so it's funny because I look at your Instagram, and everybody asks you where you get, like, the shirt or the yep. hat, and you're yep. always like, it's vintage. It's vintage. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm torturing people because it's, yeah, I, you know, I link to everything else that I wear, and it's like, you can't go you can't go buy this stuff but yeah. it's the coolest stuff that I own so it's always stuff that I get the most requests for so yeah. I feel like I've got to give yeah I gotta give people a place to find that stuff I, I love to dig but I think that's where a lot of people get really overwhelmed with vintage mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the legwork for y'all okay oh my god look <laughs> at you cutest ever always with the details <laughs> Always coming out with the details. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly. Of it was course. so much fun talking to you today. So fun to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Kelly Henderson from Very Cavalry and Velvet's Edge. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and follow her blog as well. And you can catch her on Very Cavalry Season 3 on E. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to Vibing and Valentino, and I will talk to you guys next Friday. Bye.